One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You can wish for it or you can work for it. You gotta work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. This episode of Confessions is brought to you by the Black Travel Network. The Black Travel Network is your go-to resource for all things travel. Whether you are interested in becoming a travel agent or you are just ready to get back to traveling yourself, Black Travel Network has both an agent certification course as well as over 50 travel agents across the country ready to help plan your next getaway. Visit blacktravelnetwork.com for details. All right, y'all. So we are back with another game-changing conversation that is meant to encourage you to go after your goals and inspire you to grind for what you want. Today's guest is well known for her wealth of knowledge when it comes to business credit, but her story of how she was able to build her business is even more amazing. So if you are ready to start building your business and you want to be able to do it with other people's money, get your notebook ready, and I hope that you are ready to work. Ellie is a business coach who earned over $1.4 million in 10 months, y'all. You got to put some respect on her name, okay? And she teaches entrepreneurs how to start and scale their online businesses to seven figures. So again, I know this conversation is going to be full of gems. Get those notebooks out. Ellie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being, for allowing me to be here. I'm so very excited 
And I can't wait to talk to your audience. Yeah, yeah. So, so listen, we're gonna get, we're gonna get right into it because in the in my little intro, I mentioned the fact that you know using other people's money to build your business, um, or even just do the things that you need to do to sustain your business. That's goals for a lot of business owners. Um, but the fact that you were actually able to start your business with the stimulus check, I want to start there because that's literally like the epitome of, you know, using other people's money per se. <laughs> thing. So let's just start with how that happened. Absolutely. So, you know, in the pandemic, I had just um, gotten a divorce. I moved back home with my children. I had just given birth to twins. It was a whole lot of things going on. And when the schools closed down out here, I had been trying to look for work. I had been using my life insurance license, but when it was time to start homeschooling, I was completely stuck. Like I had to take care of all the kids. I couldn't work. I couldn't bring in income. I was so tired of being on unemployment. And so when those stimulus checks came, I was like, all right, you know, this is, this is what I'm going to use. This is money I didn't expect. So this is what I'm going to use to start this business. I had been hesitant to invest the little bit of money I had into starting But when those stimulus checks came, it was like, you know what, this is money I wasn't relying on or planning. So now is the time for me to just take the risk and jump in. And it's really, it's not a lot of money, right? But this is why I'm always passionate about telling people you don't need a whole lot of money to start a business at the beginning. You know, you really can start bare bones. You just have to have a lot of commitment. So I used, um, a portion of my stimulus to purchase things like a ring light. I got a couple things to just, you know, uh, decorate, so to speak, my background in my room, just so that when I would record or go live, it would look like something. Um, I paid for my domains and a website. And yeah, that's really about it. Um, And I knew that it was going to be important for me to have these things in place so that when I started marketing my services, I could have a website or some place for people to go to to actually book a call. And yeah, it began from there. So I love that you mentioned the fact that you know, the, the stimulus check was only like, what, $1,200? Yeah, I think the first one was like $1,200, honestly. So I think that that right there just eliminates, I love that these conversations really like help people like check themselves, like eliminate mm-hmm. excuses that we typically have. And I always talk about how the fact, um, the fact is that nobody can really stop you. Most of the time it's self-sabotage. We're stopping ourselves because when we come up with an idea or when we are blessed with an idea that drops in our lap of what we should do or what we could do, a lot of times we give ourselves tons of excuses as to why it's not time or why we're not ready or why we don't have enough money. But we, you know, I just mentioned the fact that you made over a million dollars with an initial investment of $1,200. So the person who's listening to this that might be telling themselves, well, I don't have enough to get started, just getting started really just takes the faith. You know, it doesn't always take a lot of funds because I believe the faith that you have in yourself, you know, will create opportunities for you. So just taking a step in the right direction and getting started. And then a lot of times the other pieces of the puzzle kind of fall in place. So talk a little bit about the beginnings of, you know, what this business idea was and, and how you rolled it out. Absolutely. So I knew that I wanted to take what I had learned working for the company I did as head of sales 
for a few years. Um, I wanted to take what I had learned there because that was a startup company and really give those skills to developing or aspiring entrepreneurs because I've always wanted to have my own business, but I had always been so afraid. And I knew that there were other people out there who felt the same way that I did. But, you know, God put me on the path that I was on where I was able to learn and acquire the skills I had. And so I felt a responsibility to bring what I had gained to people who might not have any of that information. Um, And so it really started by me writing down and listing out what I knew, what I was good at, what I could confidently teach to someone else, what I had tested and known had worked in the business I worked for in in that company. Um, And I think that's a really key thing for, you know, anyone listening When you know you want to start a business and when you are unsure what idea to land on, you really just need to sit down with a pen and paper and write a list of, okay, what can I do? What am I good at? What have I already experienced? What could I possibly teach someone or do for someone, right? Because you can have a service or product-based business. And from that list is how I pulled out, okay, I know I can teach about financial management because I've been a life insurance broker for several years. I know I can teach about business. I know I could teach about business credit. I know I can teach about sales. And then I proceeded to test the market. So what I mean by that is I started creating a lot of content on Instagram. I started, you know, tweeting and posting and making videos and really just seeing this at this time I had like 200 followers. So I was really just floating around trying to see what, what people would stick to and using a lot of hashtags. Um, So when I began with that market research, You can still hear me. Okay. When I began with that market research, that allowed me to identify what my audience wanted from me. And this is another really key part in, you know, developing or starting a business. Because sometimes we want to provide a certain service or we want to sell a certain product, but you really need to let your audience tell you what they want. And that's how you're going to have customers. So when I started creating posts about stock investing and life insurance and sales and real estate, just like all these different things I knew I could confidently talk about, what people kept asking me the most on was how to start a business and how to make content to sell on Instagram. So that's what I invested my time and knowledge into offering was coaching for that and courses for that. And that's when the scaling process began. Okay, so listen, my work university students, like if they're listening right now, I know they're just like laughing to themselves and just shaking their heads because literally (laughs) one thing that I tell them all the time is I live by lists. So anytime I'm thinking about a new business idea or wondering what my next move should be, or even, you know, back in the day, breaking up with a boyfriend, I always- I always made these lists and that helped me to just get my ideas, get the thoughts out of my head and onto paper so I could really see it and really analyze it. So I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, you sat down and step one was, okay, let me make these lists, which really was an assessment, which is another thing that I talk about that you need to take an assessment of your skills, your gifts, your talents, your interests. Um, and, And then 
a big part of, you know, one thing that I feel like a lot of people overlook is the skills that they've acquired in their career, working at these companies for these jobs. So the fact that you literally took your experiences and the information, the knowledge that you gained working at a job for someone else and turn that into a way to make money outside of that job for yourself, that's literally what I feel like is the formula that so many people kind of overlook. You know, they- they I totally agree. Making this much, you know, a much more difficult process than it has to be when it's, it's really not that difficult. It's what are you good at? How, what are you good at? What are your experiences? How can you monetize this? You know, of course- Exactly. That's it. That's all that it is. And then lastly, because I'm just over here taking notes, you also mentioned that you had 200 followers. And when was that? That was so last. let's see, that was in July. That was around July 3rd, 4th. I remember I set a goal for myself for the month of July to go from 200 followers to 700 followers. That, that was my goal for that month. I was like, all right, like, I think I can do this. I want to set a goal to gain 500 followers in a month. And I think if I remember correctly, I think I did accomplish that because I went into August with somewhere close to 800 followers. So that was good. And then I set a goal for August to pass a thousand. Um, so, you know, it, it, it started slow, right. And I really want people to know that the majority of the followers, the sales, the success really came probably after like the first five and a half months, five to six months, but like that first one to five months was waiting for followers. You know, I remember when I got excited to hit 3000, um, waiting for sales, you know, a lot of my first coaching calls were free because I needed to build up a reputation first with my audience. So, you know, don't skip out on that initial building. Don't give up. Right. Cause imagine if I had stopped when I wasn't at a thousand yet and been mad, I would have never got to 200,000 where I'm at right now. Listen, I just need to like run it back, like hit the rewind <laughs> on this conversation. Rewind, rewind, rewind it. You got to rewind that because so many things that you mentioned that that goes through so many people's heads from the thought of okay, well, I only have a hundred followers right now. Like, look at so and so; she has a hundred thousand followers. How long is it going to take me to get there? Not to say it's it's going to be quick, like you right. know. You're, you are, it, your story is not like, you know, happening every day, but it's possible. Right. That's what this conversation is meant to show them what is possible when you are diligent about what you want to do, when you're consistent and actually doing it. Um, and when you have a passion for what you're doing, I think that, you know, like I said, that faith creates opportunities and you just putting your best foot forward and really providing a resource and solving a problem for people, the, the results are going to come based on the work that you put in um, and not letting those humble beginnings slow you down because you got to start somewhere yeah. and you're never going to get to the 200k if you are sitting around complaining or yes. or fearful about being at the 200 because someone could look at you right now come to your page right now and they're like you know man it must have taken her you know five years to build up this audience and make this money and do this and do that and then they hear this conversation oh. and it's like sis it hasn't even been a full year yet not even yet you know and that's so key that you're saying that because what I tell a lot of my students and clients is like, 
don't worry about the fact that you're only at 250 followers or 125 followers, because this is the thing. It only takes, that's still 100 or 200 potential customers. And you have to start seeing it like that. I really was not going on Instagram for the hype. I set an intention to start a business. So every single time a new person followed me or commented, I saw it as a potential lead, as a potential customer. And you have to really look at it like that because all the people might have some money to possibly give you. So you want to be in a space where you're thinking, even if I'm only gaining one new follower a day, that's one new person who could put some money into my business. And remember that it only sometimes takes one customer to turn around your whole entire business. This is why I did coaching calls for free at the beginning, because that built up social proof where those were five to seven people who could comment or send me a DM and say, hey, your strategies really worked. Thank you so much. I would definitely recommend you or even tag someone under the post. And then at that point, you have people that can vouch for your services which can help you to grow faster. And you cannot um, discount that by, by being so focused on growing fast that you're ignoring the people who are right there with you, the 79 followers you have. And one of those in there could be the one that turns your whole business around. I wanna tell you a quick story. So the um, one of my first business coaching clients, she did first a free call And then once I put a price tag on my calls, which I think was like $37 an hour, (laughs) but once I put a price tag on it, she also went ahead and paid for a paid call. Um, So I've been, you know, work at the time I was working with her to help her with her business and everything. And do you know what? That same woman, her name is Stephanie. She is the one who wrote that business insider article about me, which blew up the internet. And she stayed in touch with me all of that time because number one, she was one of my first clients and she said, I did a great job. I over-delivered, but I also continued to just follow up with her throughout, you know, the last 10 months to see how our business is going. We stayed in touch and she's the one who, I mean, literally wrote the article. So, you know, I say all that to say, She was one who was one of my first 300 followers. So don't, again, discredit the small audience that you have because there could be that one customer in there that becomes the gem for you. So it literally comes down to your mindset around all of this. Because again, if you're going into with the attitude or the mindset that it's not going to work, it's going to take too long. Um, you're not going to make any sales. Nobody's going to follow you. Your audience isn't big enough. If you're going into it with all of those doubts playing over and over in your mind, then that's literally the energy that you're putting out every, you know, every single day. And Very so- true fact that you, you know, are, were willing to work for free, which again is something we talk about all the time. You got to be willing to work for free so you can get those testimonials. So you can get that feedback. So you can really just master your craft because while you're figuring things out, you can't expect people to, I mean, you can, people will pay you, but you don't necessarily want to start charging until you are confident in what it is that you have to offer. And and sometimes getting that, that, um, that feedback from other people and and seeing the results that you're able to create for other people, that gives you the, the confidence to even be able to market yourself and actually make money. So I think 
you know, that's definitely a gem that I hope that they picked up that sometimes you have to start, you know, with the free services so that you can get to the paid services. Not to say you got to do all your magic, but that's a key. Like that's a major key when it comes to starting a business, especially a coaching business, because, you know, people have to know what you're capable of doing before they'll trust you to help them to do it. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Building that trust is so key, especially when you are at the very beginning phases of building a business. Don't skip over the know, like, and trust factor. It it really sets the tone. And I definitely think what you said about mindset is so key. And I think, honestly, that is the biggest um, challenge, so to speak, of entrepreneurship is I truly believe everyone has what it takes in them to start a business. That, to me, that's without question. But where it becomes a test is, are you willing to recreate yourself into the person that is an entrepreneur? Because th- that, those are two different people. The you that you are right now will probably have to go away in order to become the you that can run a million dollar business. And it's just a fact, you will probably, your circle will change. You have to be willing to let go of people that might not fit that new picture. It might be scary. Your habits will have to change. The types of conversations you have will have to change. You might have to get comfortable in solitude because nobody else might understand the goals that you have, or they'll try to tell you it's not possible. You know, those are the shifts that are required to run a successful business. I believe everyone really has the wherewithal to do it. It's just a matter of, again, are you willing to become a completely different person? Are you willing to let go of habits? Are you willing to change your mindset relentlessly? That is entrepreneurship. And I think that that's the part, the, the, the conversation that goes, you know, unspoken. It's like you see the results on the gram and on reality TV and on all of these, you know, outlets, you see the results, but, but nobody talks about the loneliness of it. Yep. I say often, or a conversation that we have often is a lot of times we are the first to do it first. You know, we're the first in our friend group. We're the first in our family. We're the first ones that have these big dreams, these big goals, these unorthodox ways of going after what we want. And so people won't get it. Like you said, people will talk about it. People will try to convince you not to do it. It's not worthwhile. It's not going to be successful. All of those things. And it can be super lonely. So being able to, you know, surround yourself in a community of like-minded people is definitely key. But then also being willing to invest in yourself to um, Mm -hmm. find a coach, find a consultant, you know, or get someone to mentor you or whatever it's going to take for you to uh, up-level your mindset and also start working on your personal and professional development. Because like you said, the mindset and the, even the personality sometimes that you may have as as a successful employee has to be like totally different to be a successful entrepreneur. And I think that you know, oftentimes we don't have that conversation and then, you know, it slaps you in the face once you get started on your journey and you're taking it personal. You're thinking it's just your friends who don't get it. You're thinking it's just your friends that are hating on you, you know, but really that's just a part of the journey. Thanks. That is so true. It's just a part of the journey. And I think the sooner you recognize that and, you know, don't take it personal, the, the faster you'll be able to 
get to your goals, to get to your destination. And I think, you know, something that really helped me as well is I became very conscious of who I was following on Instagram. I became very conscious of the types of music I was consuming. I mean, really, truly. And so something that, you know, everyone listening that you all could do even now to just start to clean up your environment, to start preparing yourself to change that mindset is go in and intentionally unfollow, okay, anyone or page or person that has nothing to do with the business you want to start that has nothing to do with the goals and things you want to accomplish in your life. Like we have to be so mindful of what we consume. And I remember following the shade room. I mean, no shade to them, but feeling like just, you know, unfocused. And so I had to really clean up what I was allowing into my space. So I started following other entrepreneurs. I started following other business coaches, other consultants, taking their courses. This is even before I launched mine. And that oftentimes can be the key to just get you in the right mindset and then continue helping you to feel motivated by seeing that, okay, if they can do it, I can do it too. Listen, and you got to unfollow the people who if you scroll by their stuff, and I know everybody gonna feel me on this, okay? If you scroll by their stuff and you just have like a negative thought, you're thinking something bad. You're wondering why is she wearing that or why is she doing mm-hmm. that? Anybody who makes you switch, you know, that that switch comes on, unfollow those people because you don't have time for that energy. Even if you know them in real life, people think I'm crazy because I will, we can still be cool, you know, like no hard feelings, but I don't want to have that energy when I come across your page. So if you're doing something in these internet streets that makes me feel like, wait a minute, no, what's going on here? Then I just don't need to follow you. I don't need that. Yeah. We don't need to hang out. We don't need to be friends. Mm -mm. I'm good. Nothing personal. Okay. So speaking of Instagram, these Instagram internet streets, one thing that I see you talking about a whole lot, you're all, I'm always saving your posts. I'm always sharing them in my little Instagram groups um, is business credit. And I think that business credit for the black community specifically is like an untapped resource that we just are like late to the party on we're we're just starting to learn about it and we still don't really know its full potential we still don't really know all of the benefits so can you talk just a little bit about the the benefits of building your business credit and like what is actually possible once you go through you know the proper steps to be able to do it yes definitely and I agree I do feel like it's this hidden secret, but no longer, you know, I'm popping the lid off that thing because I feel like everybody needs to know about it um, and especially our community. So business credit is really like personal credit on a thousand. And especially when you run a business, you should only be using business credit to scale that business and to leverage it. Because when you are applying for loans under your personal name, lenders and banks see you as a liability. When you are applying for things under your business name, lenders and banks see you as an opportunity. It's a completely different review of that application because of the fact that this country favors businesses. So a business has the potential to hire people to promote commerce, to have people buy things, it's a stimulant to the economy. So banks, lenders, private lenders, business companies, 
they want to lend to businesses in order to engage in that activity and gain more returns. So with business credit, you're able to obviously get loans and lines of credit to scale, but you're also able to gather the money you need to open up a location, to get into real estate investing. I talk a lot about using uh, your business line of credit to start an Airbnb. You can also purchase cars in your business name if you want to get into trucking or if you want to get into the car rental industry or medical transportation. I mean, there are just so many ways that you can leverage it so that even if you per se don't have the upfront money to start your Airbnb or to purchase property, leveraging your business credit or getting a business line of credit or loan is what you can use to get into those industries, to get into that business. And this is not something that's going to be showing up on your personal score. It's completely separate. So the activities you have in your personal name, whatever loans, debt, et cetera, you've accrued there, when you start a business the right way, which I'll talk about, and start building your business credit and get funds in your business name, it shows up on your business credit report, which is completely separate than your personal credit report. So what you need to do to first set up your business properly with the right foundation in order to start building business credit is you have to form your LLC or your entity. So some people will go straight to an S-corp, I would always recommend starting with an LLC, especially if it's a brand new business and you haven't made a lot of profit yet. Start with your LLC. This is what is going to ensure that your business is a separate entity from you. Very important. The next thing you need to get is your EIN number. So the same way that we have a social security number as a person, your business is assigned an EIN number, which is what identifies that business. And it's almost like the social security number of a business because you use that on your applications to get credit, to get money, to get loans, et cetera. The next key thing that you need to have is a business bank account. Now, I can go on and on all day about this because, girl, I have talked to so many people and, you know, I do love all my clients and it's not their fault. But a lot of the time, especially in our community, because there's not often a lot of business education happening, I mean, we're using personal accounts for things. There's no documentation. There's no receipts. We're using Cash App all day. And it's like, these are not the ways to document business income. A bank is not going to approve a line of credit when you show them a cash app screenshot. It's just not going to happen. Like we got to have it all documented in a business bank account. And this is a key way to also build a relationship with your bank, because when you have your income and your expenses showing up in your business bank account when you want to reach out to that same bank for a line of credit, a credit card, et cetera, they already know something about your business. So you're, again, building that relationship, building up that history. And then the fourth and final thing you need is a DUNS number, which you get from Dun & Bradstreet um, for free. And this is essentially the other element of Um, building your business credit. Your DUN score is connected to Dun & Bradstreet, which is the largest business credit reporting bureau. And that's what generates your Paydex score. 
So when you start building your business credit and you pay your trade lines on time and et cetera, you will um, generate a business credit score. And that is what banks, lenders, et cetera, will use to determine if they're going to approve you for more money. Okay, can can the church say liability versus opportunity? Like just turn to your neighbor <laughs> and say, neighbor, do you want to be a liability or do right. you an opportunity? Come on, listen, the way you just broke that down, I definitely, y'all gonna have to run it back one more time. Run it back, run it back. <laughs> people, people pay top dollar for that those four, you know, steps that you just those shared. Those four steps, yes. And, and the the way that you broke it down and shared, you know, not just what you need to do, but why you need to do this and what this is, you know, de- y'all definitely got to run it back. Um, because it's, again, a conversation that we're not having and resources that we literally are like just not having access to because we don't even know that they are, um, are out there. Okay, so listen, this is going to be my last question. And I just feel like, Again, we're eliminating excuses for anybody listening to this because not only has Homegirl made a million dollars in in 10 months, okay? That's first of all. She's grown her following from 200 to 200K. That's second of all. She started her business with a $1,200 stimulus check. That's third of all. But (laughs) you mentioned that you had twins. Okay, I was on your your website stalking a little bit and- that about me page about took me out because I'm over here with one baby looking at him like, what the hell? How am I supposed to, what am I? I can't even type on my computer good without, you know, like I, life is just crazy. So for you to have four, four yes. children, and now I'm finding out that the, the two of them are twins. Yes. There's somebody who knows that they need to be doing something. Like God has literally already told them several times what they need to be doing, when they need to do it, how it needs to happen. But they're telling themselves that they don't have enough money. They don't have enough time. They already have too many responsibilities. You have literally broken down every single excuse that anyone could possibly have. But I just got to ask you as a new mom, like how the hell, like what is going What is going on? (laughs) What is going on and how are you doing it? Because- you are even offering coaching, which in my opinion is like one of the most time consuming things or business models that you can have. So the fact that you are able to not just do it, but do it so well, how, how? How, girl? Girl, I know. And when I, even when I say I have twins, I'm like, damn, I really got twins. Like it's crazy. And they're two. So they're like really babies you know what I'm saying it's been it's been something but I will definitely say shout out to my mom because she has been very helpful you know especially since moving back home since the divorce and all of that you know my mom has been super helpful but in addition to that you know because even grandma be like um I ain't watching these kids girl you're gonna have to figure it out (laughs) so when you know it's just me I wake up very early That's one thing, you know, it's just, it's crafting a routine that allows you to still be a good mom and a good businesswoman. Um, And sometimes that's going to mean not getting as much, you know, not getting our full eight hours, but while still making sure that I don't compromise self-care. So I would wake up early and sometimes go to bed late. But another big part of it has been, um, kind of just letting the kids know what's going on. You know, my oldest is seven now and then our middle daughter is four. 
Um, so they know that mommy's building a business, you know? So when it was time for us all to sit down and do homework, I'm there with my, you know, computer typing away on emails or creating content. They're there doing their ABCs. You know, I had to do my best to just make it a family thing. So now they know what Ellie Talks Money is. They'll often tease me like, are you going to go live? And, you know, it just, I had to kind of bring them in on it so that even when I am working, they feel like we're doing it together in a way. Um, But I think it comes down to creating a routine that allows you to have some of that alone, quiet time to work where there aren't any kids around, even if it means super early or super late at night, that's key. And then, you know, I know your babies are babies, but for those of you who are listening, who have somewhat older kids, bring them in on it. You know, now I've hired my kids, at least the older two, they don't really fully understand that they like work for me, but that's another way that's not only good for them, but tax beneficial for you is to have them involved in the process of, you know, helping mommy start the business. Whew. So do you have like a, a app or a, um, a hack or, you know, something that you use productivity wise, um, you know, that could be useful for someone? Oh, so I don't have an app, but I do have a hack. So what I do is every morning get up and make my to-do list. And this is something that I really like is to everyone should use their calendar. So if you have an iPhone, you can use your iCalendar or Gmail, Outlook, you know, whatever uh, software you have. And I set up time blocks. Okay. So, um, you set yourself up where 30 minutes, you know, you're working on this task and you literally have to create these calendar events in your phone. So 30 minutes, I know I'm doing content next 30 minutes. I know I am checking emails this hour block. I have a call next 30 minutes. I am going to go live next 45 minutes. I am going to record some reels. Like, I mean, literally I batch time in my day like that. So all my coaching calls get automatically put on my calendar. That was the number one thing I put in place because I knew my brain wasn't going to remember to call so-and-so at whatever time. So I made everything automated to go right in my calendar. And then any other like free time, so to speak, I gave it an assignment. So we have to really, we have to give our time an assignment and we have to give our money an assignment. But if we leave it to ourselves to say, okay, I have eight hours in the day, that's why a lot of the time we look up and we feel like the day has gone by and we didn't get nothing done. And I was feeling that. So that's when I had to get really specific and say, okay, this is eight hours, but here's everything we're going to fit into this eight hour day or into this seven hour day in 30 minute or hour increments of time. So that is the best tip I can give, especially if you are, you know, any person listening is particularly bad with time management, which is a challenge, especially for us moms. Don't leave it up to yourself to make the decision, put it in your calendar. And then literally when that 30 minute block is over and it's time for you to do a new task, stop what you're doing and do the next task. You you just have to follow it. So systems and automation are definitely crucial, um, definitely when it comes to a coaching business, but surely when it comes to a mom running. Right. Um, exactly. Oh, sure. Exactly. 
So for anyone listening who wants more of these gems that you have been dropping, which I'm sure is going to be so many people, please let them know um, how they can find you on social media and where they can connect with you online. Yes, definitely. So I am, you can find me at Ellie Talks Money on all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, same handle. And you can also go to my website, ellietalksmoney.com. That is where you can see my courses. You can also email me there if you would like to work together one-on-one or join my business coaching program as well. We're called the money team and we meet several times a month to just help you scale your business. So I would certainly love for you all to join me in that too. This has been another game-changing episode of Confessions of a Workaholic meant to empower and encourage you to get that ass to work. You already (laughs) have everything you need to get everything you want if you are willing to work. I love you. See you next week. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.